Hi, this is Saket Brahman from the OrthoClips podcast, and today I'm with Dr. Ronald Navarro, and we're going to be talking about how is ethnicity associated with outcomes in orthopedic surgery. And Dr. Navarro is the uh, Regional Coordinating Chief of Orthopedic Surgery of the uh, Southern California Permanente Group of uh, Kaiser Permanente. So thanks, Dr. Navarro, for taking the time to speak with me. Oh, thank you for asking me. Excellent. And I know you've done a lot of um, work on this topic. Again, the question is, how is ethnicity associated with outcomes in uh, orthopedic surgery and the procedures we do? So before we get into the main topic, maybe you could just tell me how you got interested in this subject. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, I'm Hispanic, and there aren't many Hispanics in orthopedics. Uh, I've done a lot of, uh, or a fair amount of research in in my life, and I really didn't want to make it about race or ethnicity. But in my system in Kaiser Permanente, where the care should be available to all, I had heard about other work with regard to disparities, and I wanted to see if um, my system, which fundamentally should be treating disparities Equally, I wanted to see if there still was differential care or if what we believe where access to care should be easier if that was in fact playing out and if outcomes were were similar. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, I know in, now I'm a trauma surgeon, but I, and I know we've looked at this in some aspects in our field and I definitely know in elective arthroplasty, um, Going back for some time, this has been a topic that's been investigated. What, so what are the associations that you've found uh, in your studies or perhaps related studies by others, and how do they differ amongst procedural types, meaning um, you know, are there certain associations with shoulder arthroplasty or hip and knee or in trauma, and how, does that, how do they differ? Sure, sure. You know, there have been multiple studies that we've worked on. Uh, Our first study was in osteoporosis, uh, looking at uh, differential care. Then we did two papers uh, over a period of time uh, looking at uh, ACL reconstruction and was there uh, some influence of of race on uh, both the preoperative characteristics and on outcomes. We've we've looked at uh, uh, race with regard to hip fractures, race with regard to primary shoulder osteoplasty, as well as race with primary total hip arthroplasty and um, total knee arthroplasty. So those are the seven papers, and I can get you the, the references at another time. Uh, but interestingly, you know, if we sat to say something general about all of them, the results of the multiple studies suggest that depending on the type of operation, most times non-weight races, interestingly, have better outcomes of the ones we specifically measured, the outcomes we specifically measured, than the, the, the groups that were broken in, down into the white category. At times, the rates of emergency department visits and readmissions were notably higher in African Americans. You know, we did look at multiple operation types from young to old differentially in these subpopulations, as you can imagine, ACL being a typically younger population than the arthroplasty and the hip fracture populations. So it's hard to make one overall statement. You know, I do want to say, though, that uh, we did break down in all of these studies um, our subgroups of um, of uh, 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 
ethnicity and Hispanics, because it, uh, technically speaking, that's ethnicity. So I, and many times we said race slash ethnicity. And then the three races were uh, uh, white, black, and Asian. And we know that this is some sort of, to some degree, an artificial uh, designation, because uh, would you you would probably agree that there's heterogeneity in that African descendants who come from Spanish-speaking areas or Croatians that fit into a white category or Pacific Islanders possibly in Asian versus another category. So we did this to keep the pop subpopulations large, and you, you know statistics. You you need to do it in a way so that you can gain some degree of conclusions. If you start substratifying to the degree where we would say it might make more sense with some of the subpopulations I described that I did not characterize, it might uh, we might not find these conclusions. So I do want to say that uh, in, you asked me about findings, I told you, but I also wanted to say that there's probably more work to be done in an even more stratified basis. So, you know, and you've, you know, if I understand correctly, have used in your uh, in your methods, you talk about using your uh, the registry and database um, that uh, you have in your health system. How? Um, um, I guess what have been the pluses and minuses of that and how generalizable um, are your findings to other health systems across the country? Well, you know, what I think this can tell us is, you know, obviously all of us, you're a trauma surgeon, as you say. So the very first thing we go to if we're trying to um, risk stratify and get involved in um, risk calculation with regard to operations and trauma, in your case, you have to you have, you largely have to do the operations. But if you can mitigate bad outcomes by, by modifiable factors, that's great. Race is not a modifiable factor. But I believe that the, what is generalizable is that when we start seeing these trends that there's maybe more readmissions in some of the um, race population subcategories, can we um, know this and try and work to mitigate that? Uh, we have a lot more work to do. I already have explained and mentioned the idea of, of getting more granular with uh, different races. And we also are going to take the time now, and we're involved in a couple of studies, at looking at the reasons why people were coming back to the ED or the reasons why some people choose to have a reoperation and others don't. In some cases, you have to have the reoperation, a failed total knee that's uh, unstable. But an ACL that tears again, an ACL reconstruction that tears again, if the individual or uh, the uh, people in, in a certain subcategory choose not to get a re uh, revision reconstruction, maybe they're just coping with it. And is there something that we can learn about that? So we, we have to go much more deeper on the race categories and much more deeper on the reasons why. But I think it can start giving people an indication, of surgeons an indication in a generalizable way at what they might predictably see from some subcategories. I see, and I would imagine that, you know, healthcare systems being, you know, certainly financially motivated, you know, to, to make sure that readmissions aren't happening, uh, as well as, you know, intrinsic motivation just to improve patient care. But I would imagine healthcare systems should have quite an interest in, um, doing whatever possible to better understand why patients are coming back to the ER and getting admitted and, uh, 
I would imagine there's there's interest in in digging deeper into this topic. No, you're absolutely right. You know, the idea that in my system I, I give other other talks on my system, and I say I'm I and many in my system are all cost centers. We're not profit centers. So the more streamlined and standardized we can get the um, episode of care where there's minimal return to care into an urgency or urgent care setting or an emergency room setting or a readmission at 30, 60, 90 days. That is better for the patient, clearly, and it's better for our system because the system is trying to provide care for more patients, and if there is just frankly speaking, more money spent on readmissions, that's potentially less care that can go to a primary episode of care that didn't have a readmission, if you understand what I'm saying. I think that's the direction you were going in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, beyond the implications of um, understanding and hopefully minimizing uh, emergency visits and readmissions, other um, other important implications of um, your findings uh, for our patients and, and health systems? Clearly, the probably the, the, the care that we'll all be involved in in the future will be directed and, and, and take into account individual characteristics. Is race a proxy for a genetic um, uh, implications of, of, of the way a outcome behaves based on the genetics of the individual. Uh, we we do we cannot say with any definitive um, 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 we can't say definitively that that's the case. But we are starting to think in that direction, and we um, are interested at the point where we have a, a bank of gene genetic uh, uh, markers, and and we'll see if the the behaviors we see from race are. Are, are similar via the genetic markers. I will say that there's a, a population of, of folks that believe that this is probably not the way to go. I just want to be fair to their opinions. And um, there are some ed editorials that have called race-based studies in the question. There was one in JAMA in 2018, Race and Ancestry in the Reporting in Medical Journals, as well as one in cl uh, a Clinical Orthopedics and Related Research in 2018, editorial on the complexity of reporting race and ethnicity in orthopedic research. So others say that the generalization I may have made that race may be a proxy for uh, genetics, they are questioning that. And so I'm just trying to continue to go forward and eventually make that correlation when internally we have some of our uh, genetic uh, information on enough patients to see if there is a positive correlation between these results. So I think there's just a lot more to do, to do and a lot more questions than there are answers. Yeah, that's you know it's a very interesting and balanced um, assessment. And I have to say, you know, the the sort of personalization of medicine and what's probably coming is really fascinating to me. Uh, the thought that uh, you know instead of giving giving one dose of a medication to everybody, that you understand how they're going to respond to that medication, and one person might right off the bat, start with a different dose than somebody else because you know what they're more susceptible to or not. And it's, you know, with the sort of standardization of medicine and protocol-driven medicine, it's going to be very interesting for me to see how we reconcile that with 
personalized medicine. You know, on one hand, you're trying to sort of, in some to some extent, do the same thing to minimize errors, but on the other hand, you're doing things different because it's personalized. And uh, I can't imagine how, to some extent, these investigations won't play a role, but that's just uh, my opinion. I, I imagine the um, the uh, conclusion you're making is probably correct. Yeah, I I, I do uh, want to make a small point too that I was we're unable to understand the behavioral characteristics of people. So if a patient is a breadwinner, he or she may be less apt to choose more care after initial an initial operation due to economic realities. If a patient has a higher copay than one who chooses a revision operation or emergent care, that may influence care patterns. So all those other issues have ramifications on our work as well. So I'm just trying to be fair to mm-hmm. all the potential covariates, if you will. Yeah, I think it's a tough topic to uh, to really control carefully and, uh, and and easily come to conclusions. So I guess you know my final question would be: other than um, your suggestion that we should get a little more granular, uh, especially with ethnicity, what other future investigations, uh, especially to maybe some of the residents out there listening, um, could they consider doing to? better understand this issue and improve patient care as a result? I, I think um, beyond the granularity of, of different ethnicities, we need to start understanding why there were returns to care. And if there's an overarching reason, if it's uh, pain in one uh, race category and it's uh, nausea in, in another, that's the part that you can maybe start saying, well, I have to think about this, you know, uh, in this category, and I have to think about that in the other category. There are all these buzzwords, ERAS, you know, um, uh, uh, multimodal uh, pain control. And so those can be uh, targeted too if we know that overarchingly subcategories of patients return to care based on uh, certain specific reasons, and then we can mitigate those reasons differentially more to your, you know, uh, targeted and pinpointing care, even care that would mitigate a a return to care. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's an interesting topic, and... um, I think we can keep talking about it, but uh, I think for the sake of the length of the podcast, um, I'd like to uh, bring it to a conclusion. Um, Again, this was our podcast on how is ethnicity associated with outcomes in orthopedic surgery, and I've been with uh, Dr. Ronald Navarro uh, from the uh, Kaiser Permanente Group in California. I want to thank you again for uh, speaking with me. Dr. Roman, thank you again for asking me. This was great, and I uh, will be interested to see if you get any um, responses to your podcast, and I'll certainly listen to it too. (laughs) Thanks again. All right. Thanks.